Okay, folks, welcome to I Was Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we help you help other people. I'm Kate, and I'm here with Leslie, and we are still working through our Tough Love series. This has been fun, though, I think. I feel toughly loved. Toughly, toughly loved. It's just, you know, I wanted to do this because it's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. I hear so many people say, you know, I had to offer him some tough love, and Usually when I hear that, I immediately get worried and start thinking, oh, dear God, what did you say to this person? Mm-hmm. What do you think draws us to want to give like tough love so, so freely? <laughs> uh, well, I think that people feel like they're at their wits end and they're sort of um, tiptoeing around a subject has not made that person change whatever behavior they are um, exhibiting. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of like well i i did this and it's not working and i'm i'm worried and i'm at that threat moment of like what something could happen or you know i i feel escalated about mm-hmm. this and i'm just going to tell them like it is yeah that's the other one tell them like it is and actually i love that your use of the word escalated i think that's related that a situation starts to feel so high stakes and escalated that we mistakenly believe doing more and doing it more aggressively and maybe more loudly mm. is better. And you know, there just is no evidence of that, that right. like saying something louder and with harsher words is more effective. Right. Yet somehow internally it feels like it could be. It feels like if I go harder after this, that might be better. Uh, and maybe that works in other scenarios, like going harder after your workout will burn more calories. Right, right. Um, pushing harder for a promotion, you know, might really impress your boss. But you know, in interpersonal relationships, you know, going hard after something or offering this as tough love or getting harsh generally doesn't have the same impact. So one thing that comes up a lot is the idea of ultimatums. Mm. And I'm sometimes just like out and about in the city and I will overhear, you know, total strangers, but their friends giving each other advice to issue an ultimatum. And they think they're helping and they say things like, you need to tell that person they better do X or Y or you're not going to put up with that. Uh, Things like they have to come home earlier. They better stop nagging you. They got to start calling more. uh, They got to get a better job or you're not going to come home either. And there's usually a threat issued like or I will leave you or I will if you cheat on me I will cheat on you too or you won't see the kids anymore you oh you won't see the kids anymore or I'll take the dog (laughs) yeah or or I'll tell the kids what you've done and they'll think less of you right I'll, I'll write something on Facebook or social media and let everyone know yep public shaming um absolutely I don't know, maybe this is personal, you can totally pass, but I'm tempted to ask you, have you ever given someone an ultimatum that you'd be willing to share anyway? You can also say yes, but I'm not willing to share. I mean, so I, I can say yes, and I don't, I'm, I'm also not saying that this is the best. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is what I should have done. Um, 
uh, way, way, way at the beginning of um, my relationship with my now husband, I was dealing with some, dare I say, trauma from a previous relationship where um, that person stopped calling me every night and that was, and he had lots of excuses, but that was actually indicative of him uh, taking on another lover. Um, another. <laughs> um, and so, you know, for me, I was like, oh no, if I, if someone wants to be my boyfriend, they're going to have to call me every night or else I'm going to feel like they might be cheating on me. Um, and so at the very beginning of my relationship with my husband, I said, listen, either you call me every night um, or this isn't going to work out. And, you know, that's, that's a little threatening. Um, you know, but also it was sort of like I was just setting sort of parameters about what my expectations were. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it actually a positive thing? No, because we would argue like every single night, <laughs> as it turned out. Um, but, and eventually I, um, I don't know, I feel like I was more reassured of his dedication to mm-hmm. me. I did... Listeners, I married him. Um, <laughs> and he married you. He did. Um, and, you know, but at the beginning, that sort of reassured me that he was not in it to uh, do anything like my, my ex had. Yeah, so it may have caused some arguments, but you also feel like you were just being clear about your needs. And that, and that seems to be, based on what I've been reading, a real distinguishing factor Um, In preparation for this episode, I did some research. I was curious what psychologists had to say about this. And the message was pretty clear and pretty cohesive. Everything I read preparing for this said, ultimatums are problematic for both people involved. Mm -hmm. And the more I read that, the more I thought, that makes so much sense. Like, who's happy about an ultimatum? Mm -hmm. You know, the person who's receiving it is feeling threatened and, like, forced into submission. And the person who issued it had to be at a point of such frustration and desperation that they didn't know what else to do. And they're stuck at ultimatum town now. Um, so it's miserable for both people. I'm sure you didn't like having to make that request. No, I mean, I was obviously still hurt from something that had happened, you know, a long time before before Matt came along. And he didn't, I mean, he's like one of the most loyal people in the world. He would never. Um, I hope he's listening. He would never. He would never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I'm sure that that person who did cheat on me, I probably did give him an ultimatum and say, either you call me every night or I'm going to break mm. up with you. And he probably called my bluff on it, to be honest. Mm. Um, hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and in, in, in all these descriptions, it's clear that it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Yeah. Like, even if you feel empowered by issuing it initially, you can always have your your buff your buff your bluff called right um, and you know it's like what I what I've researched about this is just how coercive an ultimatum can be right right when yeah coercive and manipulative when they are delivered in that sort of typical demanding fashion and they're not all delivered that way mm-hmm. um, but that kind of coercion usually just inflames stubbornness so I have a couple of examples th- that I just thought of things like um, if you don't start cleaning the kitchen, I'm going to stop cooking. Um, <laughs> 
feel like that one was targeted to me, Kate. <laughs> so I'm smiling at you because we chatted about that off, <laughs> off the record here. But I had this on my notes before we even had that How conversation. That? Um, or something like start talking to me more or the sex ends, you know, cutting someone mm. off sexually. Like um, propose to me by Christmas time or I'll find someone who will. I just realized I'm hitting the desk the whole time. I wonder if the mic's picking that up. Somehow I'm getting really demanding. Right. <laughs> uh, and I'm just reading notes and it's bringing that out of me, which is kind of funny. Um, so, you know, what I read about this, written by a lot of psychologists, is that rather than issuing some kind of threat to your partner, you could try to get to the root of the problem and ask yourself, what is it that's bothering me that's making me feel like I need to set this expectation up in the first place? And rather than relying on the old school formula of do this or I will do this, try a different formula. And this is what I found in my research, something more like I need blank, if that can't happen, I will feel blank, <laughs> but I will choose to blank. So I need you to call me most evenings, hopefully every evening. If that can't happen, I will feel scared about our relationship, right. and I might choose to move on to a relationship that makes me feel more secure. Yeah, I think that's actually a much better way. And I can't, this was you know 12 something years ago, so I can't remember exactly how I positioned this. Um, but you know, I think that even saying like, oh, I'm gonna do an, uh, an ultimatum, it's like, oh, I have the upper hand. Um, and it's, it's a power struggle at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. power struggles, um, they never turn out, I feel. Listener, think to yourself, if you know anyone who has a little bit of an oppositional tendency, you, t you tell them to do something and they're not going to do it. However, no! Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, I think that some of us, you know, have those tendencies of like, I don't, I, you know, I'm grown. I don't need to be told what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. Screw um, you right. for your ultimatum. Right. Yeah. Who are you? Mm -hmm. I'll show you. So, like, um, you know, I, I think that that if you have, if you can think about anyone in your life who is a little bit oppositional or even like most of us being like, I'm grown. I'm an adult. I want to make mm -hmm. my own decisions. You're not the boss of me. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, if you can think about that, even threatening someone with an ultimatum may not be, um, it may not be helpful because it may entice them to the other end of the that spectrum of like, oh, I'm not going to do that at all. However, flip side, like you said, Kate, if you're more like, um, if you call me every night, I will feel safe mm -hmm. and um, I won't be, you know it'll be it won't remind me of a bad mm -hmm. situation that I was in and I feel like in that circumstance the person is able to make the choice and they're doing you a service they're showing you they care mm -hmm. um, however I'm saying these things because it, for those of us who are like in you know wonderful relationships but I feel like there's also a time where sometimes maybe an ultimatum might be helpful to a person I, like, like I don't want to like suggest that people manipulate each other, yeah. um, but if you're really like, man, if you, if I catch you texting someone else one more time, mm -hmm. we're gonna be done. Mm -hmm. Like on the same time, like I don't know, I feel like that's a pretty good ultimatum to say that's the end. What yeah, I want to play with that a little bit because I think there's a possibility that maybe you're right that it needs to be delivered like that. Let me at least experiment yeah, with yeah. delivering it in this other formula. Sure. And I'm doing this off the cuff, so it might not work. So let's just see. 
the formula is I need blank. So tell me again, it was like... Uh, you're texting some. If I catch you texting someone else one more time. Okay. So I need to be certain that you're not using your phone to cheat on me emotionally. If that can't happen, I will feel unsafe in this relationship and I may choose to find a relationship that makes me feel more safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, that was you could tell by the how slow I did that. I was really working on that one. No, and I think that well, I mean, honestly, that's where we all have to sort of start with yeah. this sort of reframing conversation. We're doing this with training wheels right now. Right. We're gonna go slow. Uh, I mean, and I feel like you know, ending with the I might have to choose to end this relationship or find a different relationship. The person might hear, "Oh, I'm going to leave you anyway, mm-hmm. no matter what." You they may hear that anyway. Here's what I was thinking as I was reading it: There's something kind of powerful about just talking about what you're going to do, not what you want the other person to do. So I need this need met. If my need isn't met, I will have a choice of staying or going, or I will have to decide if I'm still going to cook, mm. or I'll have to decide if I'm going to, you know, whatever the whatever the debate is. Um, versus, you need to do this, and you need to figure out if you're going to change this. If you frame it as I need this thing, and if I don't get it, I have to decide what to do. It's actually very empowering for the person who's giving the what we would traditionally call ultimatum that this is really up to me at the end. Right. I have a need. If my need's not met, I have to figure out what I'm going to do about that. Right. One possibility is this consequence or this result. Right. Um, But that's really different than saying you need to do this or you're going to cause this problem in our relationship. Mm -hmm. That's kind of just occurring to me as I'm talking about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, When you have these conversations, should you need to have these conversations, try your very best not to get twisted emotionally. Mm -hmm. I mean, easier said than done, uh, like, so hard. But um, sometimes something that helps me a little bit is um, actually writing it down Mm -hmm. um and that way when i feel that like tension that like my face is starting to turn red my lips are getting dry i don't know what always happens to me when i'm like um in a in a like a uh conversation with somebody i don't know but even as you're talking about it i'm like playing with my lips like are they dry Um, so like all of a sudden i can't think about anything but like my lips are cracking um but you know i feel all those those physical manifestations of this this tense moment um and i'm liable to say something more emotional than is helpful Mm -hmm. like you know and that's that's why i think you i'm just gonna curse you the hell out you know. Yeah, that happens too. Um, <laughs> That's a thing. That's a thing. Um, I'm going to tell you all about your life. Um, but, you know, I think that if, for me, there's been a couple of moments where I've just felt so emotional about something and so overwrought with um, the, the whole implication of what we're talking about that, I mean, I've taken <laughs> like a legal pad and written out how mm-hmm. I felt, torn it up thrown it away and then written it again in a way that is not you did this x y and z and more like when you say this i feel this way Mm -hmm. and when this happens this is how it impacts me and i i can honestly say that um i did that personally 
to a, a great effect once when I was just not seeing eye to eye with the person. However, they were a highly logical person. And um, so you were speaking their language when yeah, you got logical. I left the emotions at the door, and writing it out helped me discard some of those emotions and do it in a, a much more, uh, you know, like emotionless way. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like, I wasn't, I'm a, I'm a crier, Kate. So. <laughs> Like as soon as like as as soon as I'm in any kind of like you know conversation, the tears start. So, um, you know, but but taking that and having that sort of heart to heart with myself and writing it down, mm-hmm. and then sometimes seeing it on paper. If it you write it out and you're like, wow, um, you know, I've said these things, and now that I see it on paper, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold to that. You know, you walk it back a little. Yeah, am I really gonna say you better? You know, don't don't do X or else we're breaking Mm -hmm. up. Or um, the idea of writing it down, Leslie, is something that I would um, I would encourage people to think about that every episode for every topic that we talk about because the beauty of writing or texting or emailing or typing something as a form of communication is that you can edit it yeah and ed- edit it <laughs> and that way you're like not at least for me you know yeah i um, think that makes a lot of sense so i read something um so this is not my words but i thought it was kind of neat about ultimatums it says um the worst part about ultimatums is that sometimes the recipient desires the same outcome as the person re- issuing the demand but the ultimatum feels so aggressive mm. that it forecloses the mutual desire. And mm. made me think about when you said like sometimes people are maybe a bit oppositional. Right. Like maybe we want the same thing, but as soon as I issue it as an ultimatum, people push back. Um, so I like to phrase things in terms of what we're both rooting for. So sometimes I'll say something like, um, I know we're both rooting for a happy and secure future. I'm rooting for us to start planning for that now as a team. I need your help. And in many ways that relies on you sticking to our budget and including Mm. me on financial decisions that you make. I know you're reluctant to do that, but when I'm not included, I feel all alone. I know that change won't happen overnight, so I'm prepared to give you some months to adjust. But if you can't do that by the end of the summer, I might be so sad and disappointed that I could have to move on. Mm, that's a the money conversation is always really tough. Finances, yes. Yeah. Um, now I admit that that little blurb I just went through was long. So that's like maybe the most common thing I hear from people is like, Kate, the, the things that you teach us are long. They're like they they take more time. Right, or write that down for me. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it will take a few extra seconds, but I'm not. I don't think that little blurb took ten minutes. And you might have to ask your you know your partner, whoever you're talking to, like, hear me out for a second, please. Like, I've got something I want to say. Um, it might take me a second to get it out, mm. um, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's important, and I want you know I. Like your undivided attention. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I love the. It, this might take me a second to get out because it's like a really respectful way of saying, please don't interrupt me. Right. Give me a minute here. I'm trying to say something important. And rather than someone feeling shut up by that, they usually like lean in because mm-hmm. they think, oh shit, what's she gonna say? Right. So I really love the approach of. 
I'm, I'm trying to tell you something, and this might take me a moment to get out. This is hard for me, too. This is really hard for me to word, and I'm, I'm, I'm searching for the, quote, right way. And, and it really, I think that it does kind of beg for undivided attention. So that is a moment where you're saying, like, you might not even need to say, you know, please don't look at your phone or mm. pause the video game mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Put down your knitting. I don't want to gender this. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, I think we just gendered it more yeah, I know. by like giving a stereotypical male thing and a stereotypical female thing. Ah, uh, ladies who game, what's up? I see you, dude. Put your knitting down. Right, <laughs> bruh. It's time. Stop knitting. Stop purling or whatever. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, or like, you know, you know, like maybe stop cooking for a second or mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know maybe let's let's ha- let's stop walking if we're uh, pull over yeah oh yes pull over yeah um, which is more like pull over that's not what i'm saying like hey like listen can we just take a moment the car is such a great space to have conversations and it's also a it is and isn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find myself having, like, it, it was actually interesting when my husband moved um, in, we moved in together, um, and we stopped having time in the car together. We found ourselves not having the same time for conversations, interestingly, mm-hmm. because what we had tended to do was uh, have conversations in the car as we were driving from one place to the other, and that's when we talk about important things like feelings and the future and yeah. you know things that we'd happened in our past. And when we moved in together, we stopped having that impetus for mm-hmm. those, those conversations that was kind of quiet and um, there's no nothing else you can really do mm-hmm. in the car um, besides listen to this podcast um, <laughs> but have have a conversation <laughs> like this but it's also like you know if you're if the person driving is someone who's not going to be able to handle that sort of thing and that could be like a hey like let's just pull over there's yep. a little parking you know, scenic overlook or whatever um, I just want to say something and I want to look I want us to look at each other while I do this. Mm -hmm. I have used that exact sentence in a text message when someone's trying to talk about something tough via text. Mm. Now, I'm going to contradict myself here because I know I just said writing things out can be helpful and therefore there's sort of some benefit to text messages. But when it gets real heavy, I want to see your face. And so I have not that long ago text someone and said, pause here. This is a really important conversation. Mm -hmm. And I want to look at you when I have it. Could we just hold off and not do this via text? Um, So all right, here's an example of not of text. This is an example of rewording an ultimatum. And again, I admit that my rewording is a lot longer, but I think it's worth it in the end. So rather than saying to someone, stop drinking or I'm moving out, try something like, look, I need a home that feels peaceful and safe, and I need a partner who I can count on. Those needs are not met when you're drunk. If you want to work on reducing your drinking, I will be right by your side while you do it. If you're not ready to work on that, I may need to move out so I can find the peace that I need. It Mm. will crush me but it's the only way I can find the peace. So I just need you to decide what you're ready to do and let me know. I mean, that's beautiful. If you can get that that to that place in your own head where you're like, this isn't about anyone else. I just, I need this, this thing for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's, 
a very good place to be. Um, that's sort of like discarding some of the emotions that are not discarding, but like setting aside like, okay, yeah, you know, when you're drunk, it makes me feel like, you know, X, Y, and Z and you're, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it's, I, I just need this to, um, to stay safe. Yeah. It reveals my needs and the decisions I might make. Um, and it doesn't attack necessarily, um, it just sort of says, let me know if you're ready to, to help me with that. Right. Um, so maybe the general message here is rather than threaten people, try to assert your needs and frame them as a choice that you are making rather than a choice the other person has to make. Um, because at the end of the day, you can't make people do anything. Right. All you can do is decide what choices you're going to make and make that known to the other person. Um, so if I don't have my needs met, I will choose blank is very different than saying, choose this or choose me or the gambling or Mm. choose me or the drinking. Um, and so I think that might be a good place to start. What do you think? I think that is. And then also think about if someone approaches you with that, that how, how you're going to react. So smart, Leslie, if someone comes up to you and says, you know, uh, I'm just looking around the room for cute, for clues. No more cheese and grapes. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, I don't mean to make you hungry, but we're eating cheese and grapes. Someone says, no more cheese and grapes or I'm leaving you. You might respond by saying, tell me exactly what need is unmet and mm. where we are with that. And if that person's, I mean, who the hell knows what need is unmet by you eating cheese and grapes, mm-hmm, right. but... Um, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> you're not sensitive to my dairy uh, intolerance. We're laughing about that, but it's pretty serious for some people, so, you know... All right, I think we'll you, just, you keep eating dairy, you know, maybe you're vegan, maybe you're whatever. We'll just end <laughs> on an apology to the lactose intolerant community. Please. We see you. We, we see you, and if you'd like to write us a letter or an email, we will read it, and um, we will get back to you and with our sincerest apologies. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Since that day I live in a dream